Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was being interviewed in London, and a reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? And the great doctor was silent a moment, and then he said, Men simply don't think. It's about this that I want to talk with you. Well, we sit down in a thinking chair and think, think, think. Because when we use our minds, take a step at a time, we can do anything that we want to do. All right, so we're recording. Okay, we're, yeah. we're recording. We're live. With, uh, well, with with the man himself, who will remain unnamed for the remainder of this conversation because we haven't sorted out. <laughs> yeah, in fact, yeah that, that is interesting. We did not sort that out, did we? You're just the man without a name. Yeah. That's a good alias, the man without a name. Yo, wait, what is that? Uh, what are the initials? So I, I, think, I think someone, I think someone's used that before. So I don't think that it would be appropriate for me to use that. Or was it no name? I think I, I think I seen someone on YouTube named No Name. These are so. this is this is the acronym. Uh, so Tumwan, if you <laughs> want to just go as Tumwan, Tumwan, yo, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Tumwan, we do Tumwan. Oh, that's hilarious. Actually, this is a good point though. Like, imagine if you if you have the opportunity to uh, suppose, for example, I don't think it's gonna happen, but suppose that this thing went super viral and you were super famous. But oh, you, but, but you know what? What is interesting is um, Tumwan, yeah, could it possibly be a word because it has three three consonants next to each other? Yeah. So it just it just. So when you try to say the word, you're actually just making making up a new word. Oh yeah, you're right. Like yeah. we're 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 filling in something that isn't there in order to make it fit to like what yeah. we're yeah. No, that's that's actually kind of interesting. But you know, yeah, well, I I want to go down that rabbit hole. But first, I was just gonna make this point because like suppose for example yes. you knew today right now in this first uh, podcast episode how many min uh, seconds are we in that this thing was gonna go viral and you knew right now that you were gonna have a decision to make to pick an alias right. You, you could glance into the future and know that. Like, imagine what you would pick now. Like, you could, for example, if, you, if there was someone you really disliked, you could pick their name as a mocking thing, you know, like, like four years from now. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> or just arbitrary, you know, like you could pick something random just as a, as a, a callback, you know, uh, running joke four years later. I, I'm, I'm trying really to consider who, who I dislike enough to actually do something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's too many people I have like that. That'd be hilarious, though. Like, yeah, I think I think one thing is that I feel as though I've never been important enough to any particular person for them to feel enough animosity towards me. Uh-huh. like, like to actually justify using that person. Oh uh, yeah, you, well, you get, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is it? But does that work both ways? In that you've never felt animosity sufficient to so towards someone as well? Well. Because you no, can hate someone I, really from afar. I, 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 did, I did make a enemies list at some point. Yo. Just because I thought that just because I thought it would be humorous. Like uh, oh. I read before that uh, Donald Trump hilarious. created created <laughs> Donald Trump created an enemy had an enemies enemies list. And I was uh -huh. just like, man, that's just that's such a great idea. Write down everyone you hate and articulate why you hate them so that you can so that you can kind of like it's actually I think it's actually a good practice. Um, here's why. Just hear me out. Yeah. So I believe that in this, when you do something like this, you can actually pick up on why you actually dislike these people. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, what are, what are the things about them that are actually causing you dislike? And mm -hmm. could you pick them up earlier. Like, could you pick them up earlier oh. when you meet new people? 
Like, I okay, this person reminds me of this person in this way that I already articulated. And uh, now I can use that to I see. maybe screen people better. Yeah, yeah. And, and expedite to, to the extent that you know that those things don't work out for you. You could expedite, you know, f going into fucked up relationships, either friend-wise or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, or business-wise or, or any other. Yeah, no, I actually was thinking about it from, the, from a different perspective, though, like in terms of uh, you, utilizing that same information in order to understand yourself. Yeah, so like, is that? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that's what you were saying is, is another interesting point. That's a lot more practical of an application. Just sort of like, okay, you have already checked these five or six boxes very quickly. I know that you're going to be one of these people. And then, well, yeah. depending on the accuracy of your schema, Dep of yeah. making sense. What, of what are, what are, yeah, because it's like, and you also have to try to like divorce um, personal anecdote, like not personal anecdote, uh, mm -hmm. personal bias mm -hmm. in terms of like, okay, so you can actually love the traits of a certain person but mm. hate a particular thing that they did. And now you go, now you throw all, it's kind of like you throw out the baby with the bathwater. Like these are the things that you actually love and you threw it out. It's yeah. Just out of spite. So yeah. you don't want to do that. No, but I did uh, have a, have a thought. Uh, you, you know how on uh, dating websites, like at the bottom, like it would just have like a uh, list of the, like girls that would just have lists of disqualifiers or something like that. Yeah. Don't be X, don't, don't be Y, don't be Z. Yeah. Like, like maybe we said something like really savage. Like it would just be like, oh, um, no blacks. Yo, first <laughs> of you. Something crazy like that. See, that's, that, yo, that'd be hilarious. But, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I had that exact, literally that exact impulse earlier. Like I haven't been keeping you up to date uh, because I haven't, I've been trying to like make it too cumbersome for you. Just like, so we can get this ball rolling. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I did essentially do like, just a, a quick blast to, to uh, my Instagram, through my Instagram, to, uh, mm. which is, I, I started using Twitter like a little bit, but uh, just so that people who know me know that this is happening. And I want to read you and you'll see why this is hilarious. This is what I wrote. So I wrote, sure. uh, BT dubs recording first podcast episode tonight. <laughs> Checklist to determine if you shouldn't listen. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and I wrote, you commonly respond slash think, uh, quote, you're thinking about this too much. Whenever someone starts going even a little deep, uh, then the second one was like, you, do, you don't like logic. You, you don't enjoy or cannot follow complex logic. You jeer um, unorthodox logic. I, I just want to comment on the first one. That yeah. first one, I think we both heard that so often. Yeah. That, that, like, that has to be the most common one. Like where, where someone just like, you start talking about something. Like, I remember a few times, I think we were driving from someplace to something. Mm. I, I don't remember. I, I think we were somewhere in the rocks. But mm -hmm. I remember when we were driving, like, I think we were having, like, a conversation about spaceships. Oh, like, I think, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we were coming back from Yonkers. Either, either, uh, either. Was the, it Yonkers? You know? Yeah. I remember oh, that vividly. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And it's like, you think, like, just like, I think we must have heard that it was like three different times on that trip. Yeah. Like, just like. Just like these ideas are a little bit too expansive. Yeah. Like just, just, just stop. Like, you know, I, I actually kind of understand that to a certain extent because we can't really do anything about spaceships. Like, it's just it's, oh, it's, it's yeah. to think about. Yeah. Like, you, there's, no, there's, no pragmatic, there's no pragmatic value to you, but it is, it is interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad that you just said that because that just, that, that is going to, um, to kind of damper put a damper on what i was gonna say which was about to be some savage insulting shit but oh yeah you just yeah you just stop like i was i was just thinking like 
trying to phrase it in my head so I could just come out and say, because they're, you know, just like explosive vitriol. <laughs> but that's a good point. Like, you're right that, yeah, like, w- it would be clogging, you know, your mental RAM for something that has no practical value. But you defended I mean, the right. You should have. You should have saved that till. <laughs> I mean, but it's like, but but I, I think it's always important to uh, understand what the layman, uh, what the layman may have in like in his head. Like, there yeah. may be a reason for him to reject these thoughts. Yeah. And it, I I think what you mentioned about mental RAM is actually uh one of the one of the bigger ones. Like, certain people only have so much mental RAM. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about this all the time, where when you work a soul crushing job, mm-hmm. your mental RAM is basically completely occupied with just keeping yourself from falling apart. Yeah. Like you have to not fall apart doing this, doing this nonsense every single day mm-hmm. and everything is geared towards that. And anything that uh, tries to enter that, enter in and like maybe disrupt that, make you actually realize that you're alive and you're actually doing this nonsense. <laughs> needs, needs to be needs to be taken care of yeah well that's you know actually it's a it's a really interesting uh point because so obviously you know that i have attention issues but i've always described to people that like i don't think i have attention like that i don't have a wide ram i think i have a ram that is far wider than i think most humans could like expect the only problem is that I fill it with so much shit simultaneously. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. So as in the things are, the, the things aren't necessarily important to uh, like the decision-making process is what's messed up. Yeah. Like, the, the filtering of the, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the tabs, you know, the tabs on a, on a, on a computer like that. That's very, very indicative of, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, like somebody may only have like the normal person may only have like room for four tabs. You know, and they may try to only hold. Do, do you know two how many tabs are in my um? Are on my phone right now? On my web browser. Do you know how many web browsers? Make, I had make to a open? guess. Make make a guess. Oh, this is a fun game. <laughs> I'm gonna go seventy-eight. Lower. Damn, forty-six. Higher. Fifty-four. Okay, uh, sixty-three. Oh shit! Yeah, it was sixty-eight earlier, but I closed like five. When you said lower, I was like, damn, am I anchored too high? You know, like, oh, I thought, no, no, like, no. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was like 68. Yeah. That's no, that's, that's my, my anchors around like between 60 and probably like 70. Like, that's what I think of as normal when I look at my phone. That's why when you said lower, the way you said, it, I thought it was like, oh, shit, wait. Oh, fuck. I thought we were in this. Oh, I no. Thought we were, oh, no. I thought no, we were no. here. I, I was like, no. It was, no, it was high. <laughs> it, was still, it was still high. But yeah, but I say like, so, but it, there, there are a lot more variables than just like somebody's RAM. It's like, uh what are they using their ram on so like like uh categorically it could be two different classes of information like one could be uh uh imagined information versus sensed information uh mm-hmm. then the other aspect is like not just the ram but how much they like their filtering process what they let in and and how quickly they let it out once they're done with it yeah. um so if you think about like tabs for example somebody could only have four, room for four usually opens two because every time they're even remotely close to done with one, they close it, you know, and they don't mm-hmm. want to feel that pressure of, Oh shit, I got four, you know, cause when you have I so see. many, uh, but I enjoy that pressure. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's weird. Like I like to be, to, to have this sense, like I'm thinking about eight things at once. It feels like mm-hmm. that's where I ought to be mentally, you know? So. No, I'm actually kind of different 
on that front because one thing that I always hate is having an event in the future that I have to worry about. Mm. Like I'd rather, I'd rather have nothing. Yeah. So that whenever, like, for example, like um, I have to go to work in a few days or something, or something like that, right? Yeah. Like that time is actually weighing on me now, despite ah. the fact that it's the farthest amount of time from when I worked last. And it, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I, like, I, I wonder, like, I wonder if this is like the ultimate example of having no RAM, like where it's just mm. like, if you have even one event, mm-hmm. it just over, it just make, takes up so much RAM that ah. you can't even, uh, that you don't even want to consider other, other activities. Yeah. Well, the other, the other variable too is again, like the, the, the class of RAM, the kind of RAM, I mean, the, the kind of content, mental content. So for example, like, mm. Uh, it could be that future events, you know, because it's like imagined future events, but it also could be something not necessarily imagined, or there could be different classes of imagined, you know, it could be imagined with no basis on experienced, you know, precedent. And then it could be imagined as an example of using future precedent with the assumption that the past will continue, you know, um, those could be two completely different versions of someone using imagined. And one may cause for you stress and the other may not. I don't know, but I'm just saying it's just. Uh, I, I think events that uh, involve responsibility are the, mm. thing that, uh, are, are the thing that usually causes me stress. Like when I know that this event is key and that mm-hmm. it must be completed or mm-hmm. there would be consequences, that's when the event has a tendency to cause stress. Mm. Like, um, so something like, for example, you can't show up late to work. Mm. So knowing that that's a thing, causes me stress i have like i have a tendency to go overboard in preparing for uh future events mm. like for example like you, you've seen where it's like you would uh invite me out and i would and i would basically need about an entire day's notice yeah to do something that would take you probably like two hours yeah so but i i, I do wonder what that what, what causes that difference because um we obviously talked about um uh attention issues but then i wonder if there's also the like a different like a kind of like a uh, personality side where if you wanted to talk about uh, personality psychology if there's something that is from there that could be influencing uh this difference yeah well i was i that was my initial you know frame that i try to consider that from but then i thought like could it be a byproduct potentially of like introverted sensing for example but then I thought, but if that were the case, then wouldn't you see that pattern probably the same and probably to a greater extent in, in like higher, higher, higher level, right. you know, people who use introverted sensing higher in their consciousness. So, hmm. but I don't know if that's the case, you know, but maybe it is. Um, and maybe I just, I've never talked. Actually, to actually, um, it would make more sense if it was a uh, extroverted oh. feeling. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If it, if it was extroverted feeling in that. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. that require social responsibility yeah. have, a t- have a tendency to hit uh, uh, INTPs harder because it's in the last slot. Yeah. That's I, the, I, mm-hmm. We talked about this before, but mm-hmm. um, I believe that most uh, def- uh, dysfunctional aspects of a person mm-hmm. usually come from whatever is, in, whatever is in the last slot. Yeah. Like that's usually like whatever is causing that person's dysfunctional quirks. Yeah. No, I, I think that's true. And I think what I was going to say, because that was my second kind of uh thought was perhaps it's a it's an overestimation of the cost you know like if you're because just listening to you you know i think to myself like 
okay, I'm late. Worst case scenario, a person's going to be mad. But then like, I understand given, you know, the fact that extrovert feeling might be in the fourth slot, that might be why that is the cost of that. The relative subjective sense of the cost of that is greater because it could be a yeah. sense of either um, lack of control because you don't know what's going to happen or like lack of control in that, you know, it's going to happen, but you don't know how to make it turn it in a way that's not that, you know, like manipulate it in a way that's positive mm. or like not just horrible. So like th- just to make the distinction clear, like for example, like uh, if I was lighting um, a box of matches, right. It's possible that I could know it could be my first time ever seeing matches. I don't know. Let's say I'm striking a match. I may mm-hmm. not know that a fire is going to ignite. So that's the first thing. You yeah, don't know what's going to happen. But the second thing is that you could know that it's going to happen, that it's going to be a fire, but you know it's just a match. You could put it out, you know? Like mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen and you know how to control it so that it doesn't become something that could be super negative. So hmm. that, um, that is interesting because I've never been late to work. Yeah. I guess now is as good a time as any to let you know that this week's podcast is brought to you by Halal Trucks. Because... Well, fuck it. Why not? Not See, much. Yeah. So, it, yeah. What would happen if I was? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. It probably wouldn't be as much as much of a big deal as I thought, as I think, as I think it is. Yeah. So well, that, that is it. Well, um, maybe not so much for uh, my job. That yeah. could be more of a problem. But um, if it was a job where you aren't, uh, where someone isn't, um, I, I mean, there's jobs where. Do you have to show up at a certain time because someone is specifically waiting for you? Uh-huh. That's where you show up and the job is waiting for you, mm. but no one in particular is, like if you didn't show up, nobody's life is necessarily hindered. Besides yeah. the fact that maybe some work that you had to do isn't, isn't being done. So uh, I guess I'm describing the difference between a desk job and a service job. But Yeah. Yeah, or well, even I guess some service jobs, like if it's like, you know, when I was a janitor, for example, like I had to get the thing done by a certain time. But if I got there yeah. late, it was going to kill anybody. It would just mean that I have to work harder at different intervals or like, you know. Um, so I mean, I, I've seen janitors just BS. Yeah. Like, I, I think I told you about the, uh, about the girl. Um, she couldn't speak a lick of English. Yeah. But um, like, I think she literally used to come there, sit down and just talk on the phone the entire time. Then like 20 minutes before I would leave, she just throw out the garbage and then just bounce. So full day's work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but um what uh what I want to say was I did mention before that um the final the last function Uh in the MBTI stack is usually the one that causes the uh dysfunction. I do wanna change that, I I do want to amend that to say that it causes that it's the first and last function that causes the, the, the dysfunction basically mm. um I, I think what you're trying to see is that those two functions causes a certain amount of pathological uh mm. patholo- pathologically path, 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 pathology yeah, yeah. I, I i don't really know how you would say that Fuck it, well, we'll go with it yeah. pathology I th- what, what, oh i said what, it right i thought i was gonna say it wrong it? and i said it right it. yeah okay. <laughs> legitimately pathology. okay in my head it was wrong because it was anchored by what you said and then i just went to say it wrong the conception i had in my mind was wrong my mouth started moving and the right thing came out. So we'll just go with that. But I think the real problem is I didn't know what version of the word I wanted. Mm. Like I was like just pathological like, or pathological. Like I didn't know if it was past tense, future tense, uh, plural. Yeah. Like I did not know which one I wanted. Um, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that the first function is usually what causes the 
uh, unique attributes of that person. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so it's easy for me to talk about uh, INTPs, obviously. So, mm-hmm. the um, shining, uh, I guess you could say, the shining beacon of an INTP is usually that they're they have a tendency to get uh, into the head a lot, mm-hmm. and it's into the heads to such an extent that they have a tendency to uh, participate in social withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And because of this, like this causes all sorts of like a uh, social dysfunction that causes them to come off as weird to other people. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the first function is the one that's causing the pathology, not mm-hmm. the, not the first function is causing pathology. Mm-hmm. And the first function is connected to the last function, which also causes a different kind of pathology. Yeah. So like, it kind of it kind of work together to cause a pathology if you think about it. Yeah, because I, the social withdrawal is going to make the FE uh, being weak short like even more of a big deal. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's a fascinating thought too, because um, this is just expanding my view of the relationship between um, functions and how they cause like these uh, pathologies or quirks or whatever. But like, so I, I was explaining to um, to Steve, you know, Steve from the from the Steve, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking to him and we were talking about sort of like the goal of, you know, what, what we're building and all this other stuff. And then um, I was telling him about how like the, the differences in human minds and all this stuff, cause he doesn't know anything about like cognitive functions and you know, I, uh-huh. I have a ton of theories on this stuff. Yeah. Although I'm planning on making some, like some training guides kind of like, because I want to expedite the, the learning for as many people as I can. So that I don't have to like start from scratch. So. Oh, um. Oh, okay, okay. I thought yeah. you were about to get into your um, oh. ultimate idea. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Fuck. I'm, I'm not. I, I've made a. Con- I've decided I'm not going to do any dropping of, of of anything I'm working on or anything that uh, outside of like that it fits into in the context. I'm not trying to. What's it called? Um. Why? You know, like. Oh, also, by the way, sign up for this. You know. No, um, no, no, no. Not that. I was talking about oh. your ultimate idea. Uh, the, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but I, I also I don't I don't know I don't really want to. Maybe it'll it'll come out eventually, but it's too early for people to think that you know like. Oh my god, this guy's out of his fucking mind. But uh, <laughs> that 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 is that is such a the fact that we the fact that I brought up your ultimate idea and he yeah. said no, I'm not going to get into it. That is yeah. such a tease. That is that yeah. is insane. I know. They, they they have no idea. I know. I know. <laughs> Just when but, you but, thought you knew everything, you knew about, nothing. What? Like you would you would thought that been pre-planned? How ridiculous it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um or was it or is this all contrived and this is all one commercial sign up now <laughs> <laughs> no but um the, the the point is i was explaining to him, but you you know a lot of this and it'll come out probably the more we have these conversations but sure. th- this notion that like um people are using their minds differently um and i was telling him about what i call parsing machines now that because i think that language is easier for people to understand uh what I'm talking about, like it corresponds very strongly to what could, what is called currently and what could be called TI. I, I, and I say that I say all this, I get it. Cause I got to preface this right now. Like I think MBTI is, I always say this, it's pointing to the truth. I don't know that it is necessarily true. So that, that, yes. that there is a TI, I don't know, but that yeah. there is yeah. some patterned thing there, you know, is, is definitely true, you know, but, um, uh, seems to me to be definitely true. Uh, like rather than it, rather than it being a hard science, yeah, it's a model of what seems to be happening. Yeah, exactly. Like the a predictive di- model, not some sort of like a scientific model where we go, okay, we definitely know how we definitely know that this is how the brain is working. Yeah, like there's no way to know that unless you literally rip open the. No, no. 
obviously there's simpler ways to uh to figure that out than just ripping open the brain but yeah um, the idea that neurology would necessarily point to uh mbti specifically is not uh the point here the point is yeah. that it's a predictive model that can be used to uh observe behavior yeah uh, you know and for example that 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 uh, introvert, like, like that introverted thinking and extroverted thinking fall along the, the distinctions that other people make. It could be the case, but I don't, I just don't hold that necessarily. I, I, I just try to understand all the models and hold them, hold them. Uh, did my voice just crack? I just feel like uh, fucking, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so the point is that I was explaining to him, I forgot the point I was gonna make, but that about this idea of like parsing machines and like, you know, like that some people in their own minds create their own individual subjective taxonomies uh, and their own subjective uh, classification systems, hmm. um, you know, and, and they may organize and reclassify like concepts that everyone shares in a different way. Like I, I used the example yes. of when I was young, for example, like uh, I used to call everything buses. I used to call airplanes buses and I used to call boats buses <laughs> because it seemed to me like the bus was it wasn't that it was necessarily on wheels a in a street it was that it seemed to me like there was a function called busing you know and that yes it's a, they're all transportation devices that perform a similar function yeah precisely and that that they all for the most part buses that we think of share some commonalities like that's just random lines in the sand that it has wheels instead of wings is no different than that it is of a certain length versus a, another length you know it's just an arbitrary like okay we're gonna we're gonna cut it there you know um, some are faster some are slower yeah exactly there are all these other variables at which point you could just pick a different you know cutoff point it's just lines in the sand you're just gonna have to draw the lines in the sand yeah um, so basically the idea here is that um rather than uh necessarily obviously these are all vehicles that yeah. are used to transport people and things but yeah. the point here is that some people are going to classify them in their brains differently. Like some mm -hmm. people are going to say busing. Some people are going to say uh, driving. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily accurate to the world. Yeah. It well, is accurate to that person. And that person will know what they're talking about in, every, in every, any particular circumstance. Yeah, precisely. And um, they would also potentially both could be uh, just uh, like as a nuance there, like both could potentially be true. Like, like that a bus is driving and that a bus is busing, you know, like given the definition, both can be simultaneously true in, I say that, but I, I cause I, I've realized having had so many, you know, philosophical discussions that the way people talk about simultaneously true, there's like two different classes of simultaneous truth, but that I'm not going to go into that right now. Cause I want to go into the other point that you illuminated because it's very fascinating, but uh, so I talk about the parsing machines and I talk about how like when someone has really, really developed parsing machines um, for a certain phenomenon, it, when they access those parsing machines or they run what they're listening through, listening to or experiencing through that parsing machine, it usually corresponds to a certain facial expression and yeah. a certain, um, like let, that's an example, like the hmms, you know, like you find that people do that very in a very patterned way. They also do a certain furl with their eyebrows and it usually comes like, hmm, you know? And then on the back end, there's always also a notion of like, oh, 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 you know? Like, cause then it's like, oh, cause then they, they, they parsed it. And at first it was kind of confusing until it got parsed by all their mechanisms. And there's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know? So the point is that uh, I was telling this to Steve that like, depending on the complexity and the depth of your parsing machines, it might be the case that like 
it takes you longer to make sense of the exact same information that everyone else is just because you've got more categories. Like I, I always, I love this example and I'm probably going to talk about it for the rest of my life. And if you're listening and you continue to listen, you're probably going to hear this a million times, but like the, the idea of like, what is a chair? You know, like, yeah. Like, so when you think of like, what is a chair? At what point does a chair become a stool? Like you, you could, you could imagine a chair in your mind. You could continuously reduce the back of the chair until you get to a stool. But then there are certain chairs. I don't know if you've seen them. They're, they tend to be in fancy places like, uh, like places where so, they call their, uh, so yeah. basically a stool with a back. Yeah. With a little back, you yes. know, you ever seen those? Yes, of course. Yeah. So that, that we would eat, that somebody would call those a stool or a chair versus classifying them differently is completely a subjective decision in terms of like how they parse it. Like, so the point is like, if you accounted for all the aspects of chairs, because you really thought about chairs and somebody said to you, like, imagine a stool and mm-hmm. a chair sitting next to each other. And somebody says, yo, grab me that chair. But you think about what a stool is and you think of that stool is a class of chair, but there are two different subclasses of chairs, chairs mm-hmm. with backs and chairs without backs. Like just, it would take you an extra buffer second when somebody's grabbed me the chair, you'd look over and be like, hmm. Which one? Yeah. Then you'd have to open up essentially the framework to make sense, like to remember what other people think. You'd have to scan that yeah. for information, take that information and bring it back to your model, your mental, you know, and then make sense of it. And then, so there's a buffering that, and it may look like. I understand. Um, there's yeah. actually, I, I remember this kind of happened um, at my job. I'm going to try to, uh, okay. So basically there was a, like there was a mechanism mm. that was similar to another mechanism mm. that operated differently. Mm. And because the other mechanism operated differently, there was a miscommunication between what actually needed to be done. Mm. And it seemed as though I was just completely incompetent mm. because I was considering the second mechanism and not the yeah. first mechanism. Like I, I, I was considering the first mechanism and not the second mechanism. The second uh-huh. me- mechanism being a um, sec- second mechanism being a simpler, uh, uh, much simpler uh, mechanism to actually understand. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about this more complex first mechanism. Mm. So. Yeah. But, and, and that's what I, like you, you just, so what I was, what I was, uh, just think about what you illuminates me and it might be the case. I suspect, um, going forward, like I, I think this might be one of the things that is a core from my understanding of the relationship of cognitive functions is that INTPs are probably the most adept and most prone to building out very nuanced, like, uh, parsing machines, uh, so the depth and the nuance of their, of their, uh, of their parsing machines on any given concept or any given yes. phenomenon. So, so what, what, what I, what I want to call this is, um, the, I guess the buffer, I, I was going to call it analysis, like the analysis freeze. Yeah. So I don't, I, like, I almost had a, I feel like I almost had a better uh, term, but I couldn't, uh, mm. but I couldn't quite get it. But basically, for introverted thinkers, there tends to be an, an analysis freeze mm-hmm. where no matter what someone tells them, no matter how simple it seems, mm-hmm. it will always take a second to figure out exactly what it means. Yeah. And if they can't figure out exactly what it means based on the information they have, even if, even if they could already, even if it's, uh, uh, okay, so let's put it this way. 
you would have already figured out what the answer could be. Ah. Uh, but you don't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're afraid of getting what because you're afraid of making a mistake. Yep. So instead of simply jumping to the conclusion that most people would do, mm-hmm. you instead ask for more information. Yep. And it tends to have uh, the, what tends to happen is that it would frustrate the other person. Yep. They're yeah. No. Like, because they they go, what is it's obvious, and yeah. I go actually it's not that obvious. Yeah. But, but you didn't yeah. give me all the information. Yeah. And then forget about that that it's not that obvious because then at that point you're asking the person to open up their mind and build, uh, either either to not necessarily build a parsing machine for themselves, but to understand and manipulate, essentially, I, I always use this term too, the bounds of, of concepts. No, I'm sure uh, maybe, maybe this will be like a MT, like a NCP child thing. Mm-hmm. But if your mom has ever asked you to get something yeah. and then she doesn't tell you all the details and instead of doing, doing anything, you just stare her. Yeah. She gets mad. Yeah. First off, uh, that, that's just certainly me as a boyfriend thing and certainly me as an employee uh, when it comes to like, uh, you know, physical and li- stuff like by physical, I don't mean just like laborious. I mean like, no, it's like past the stapler and I'm like, wait, okay. Stapler means uh, that physical object or does you mean something that performs the function that that physical object does? Because maybe, if that's maybe, the maybe case, not so, maybe not so that maybe not so much that extreme, but it's like, no, it's, yeah, let's, let's no, say I past the stapler and I would, and your re- reaction is, you did not tell me where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I yeah, supposed yeah. to guess? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, but that, that goes. I mean, it's just like. Uh, well, I'll just go back real quick. Oh, you know what? You know, <laughs> before you go back, what was interesting was um, that I remember when I was taking a database uh, mm-hmm. in college, that the professor said that SQL, the programming language, was created to sound more like uh, a human giving instructions to someone mm-hmm. else, and when he when he mentioned it to me that sounded backwards yeah like it sounded backwards because you wouldn't tell someone you would tell someone where the thing is Mm -hmm. before you would tell them what they're getting yeah but in sql you tell them what the thing that you're looking for is before you tell before you mention uh where to get it basically Mm -hmm. you say get me this this and this from this instead Uh of get me instead of Go go here go here and get me this yeah and i don't know if most people have a tendency to think about it in terms of uh get me this from here mm. but to me the most important part is i need to get to the place first if i don't get yeah. to the place i can't get the thing yeah so if you at least tell me where the thing is i can i can actually start going to go get it yeah but if you don't tell me where the thing is the only thing i can do is sit here and tell wait until you tell me where the thing is yeah like well, i'm not going to start wa- walking in a random direction yeah you know, it's funny because, and that's the, the other thing too, like, so um, propensity to, so there are a couple of factors. There's like that buffer time that's caused by the translation, uh, depending on the depth of your, in the, in the nuance in your parsing mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, that has two factors though. Like if it's a deep parsing mechanism, you have to go through it. But then you also have to translate things back. So there's a second buffer that goes, it, oh, yeah. it, amount, it amounts to one buffer time, but that, it could be a long, I'm just saying that as one increases, there's a secondary, but there is like, we no, just call I, it total I understand buffering what you time. mean. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think being, in, being, being um, like a tech person, yeah. this definitely happens where you're speaking to a recruiter or you're speaking to a layman who mm-hmm. wants you to do something yeah. and they don't understand how the tech works. 
uh, and you have to try to figure out how to explain the text to them in a way that they can understand yeah. well enough so that you can actually get the information that you need to actually complete the project. Yeah. Like, it, like, and this happens not just for tech. This happens for everything. Like, the way yeah. that, uh, I think the way that certain types of thinkers understand things mm-hmm. is so alien to the way that an average person would understand something. Yeah. That there has to be this massive amount of translation mm-hmm. in between what you think and what they think. Yeah. And this, this translation has a tendency to create like a lag time. Like, yeah. Uh, like I, I think I think I remember um, at my job before, um, one of the supervisors admonished me for pausing so often when I speak. Basically, like it, like he said, it made me sound it made me sound like a like I didn't know what I was talking. About.